Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. It is 12.33 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. Uh, Benny Blanco just texted the show at 630-630 in our Heartland Ford text line. He said, Bob, um... I thought we were lacking depth on this team for years. Why are we always trading away second and third round picks just after the conversation? Uh, we just replayed that clip yesterday of John Shannon. My belief that the Oilers are hoping to get at least two forwards. Um, you know, there we go. Uh, and how do we get those two forwards into Edmonton? Again, you can text us at 630-630. Zach has texted the show, where's Al Montoya? Because we ran that clip with Jay Woodcroft talking about the young goaltenders. Al Montoya has been out a while dealing with an upper body issue. Don't have much more information than that. Uh, Mark Spector is going to join us right now. Stopper Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta and the 7,000 men and women. Uh, employed in the horse racing industry. Uh, Spec, we asked the question. Here we go. Uh, what has been the most, uh, and, and this in reference to last night, because as I left the stadium uh, in Alabama, we're five and a half point favorites. I, I certainly thought that in the, and you know, Mark, you travel in the States all the time, so you know how big. Uh, granted, you often travel in the spring, but you know how big college football is in the United States. Like, it is. I would I would assert to you college football it, it pushes the NFL for uh, the most amount of coverage, especially in the South. And Alabama has won five national titles in the last ten years. They are a five-and-a-half-point favorite. I certainly thought Clemson could win that game. I didn't think Bama would get the sock kicked out of them the way they did, and they did. And if you had left that stadium, with the forty-five or 50,000 Bama fans, they were, Mark, they were in utter shock. They were stunned. And so I posed the question for Oilers fans, what's been the most stunning loss uh, for the Edmonton Oilers over the years? And I'm going to read you a couple right now, then bring you in here. Um, Dano says, hey, Stoffer, I've been watching and listening to the Oilers for 40 years. The most stunning loss that's hurt me has been Rod Phillips retiring. <laughs> I don't know if Jack Michaels will like that one. That's a bit harsh. 
from St. John's, Newfoundland, saying Happy New Year. I'd have to say Game 5 lost the Anaheim Ducks. The Oilers organization hasn't been able to recover from that game like they did, uh, you know, in, in 84, in 87, and in 1919. That's Springer Board, a man who wrote the definitive book on the Battle of Alberta, because that's one of those stunning losses. Mark Spector. Hey, Speck. How are you, buddy? The next 22 minutes are yours. Most stunning <laughs> losses in terms of either, I mean, covering the team and that sort of thing over the years. Well, you know, the first one that comes to mind is 86 with Steve Smith because the funny thing about that series, it's just been so stunning. You know, Calgary won game one. They won game three. They won game five. And, but you still thought, yeah, it's, what was it, two all after two periods? We still, they still have them. They're going to win this thing. And they put it in their own net, and they, they actually, the dynasty gets interrupted. So that was a pretty stunning one. Um, frankly, the one I, I, that comes to my mind, Bob, is also game one in 06. You know, they had that thing totally in hand when I think it was Jason Smith went behind the net. Um, was it Ty Conklin was the goalie, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah. And they mishandled it, gave away a free goal. Was it Rod Brindamore? Uh, free goal giveaway for the first game when you had a tidy lead on the road and then we walked up to the podium post game and the first words out of Craig McTavish's mouth were yeah Dwayne Rollis is not coming back <laughs> he's done for the series that was pretty stunning Bob you remember being there yeah well I was not there for the first four games I was there because uh, you and me were wrapping up game seven uh, educating the fans in uh, right. North Carolina about the difference remember we sat there in the bar Yep. And they're they're like, because oh, you know, we're in suits, oh, you guys must be from Canada. And we're like, yeah. And, and they go, wow, uh, you know, the tough <laughs> loss. I go, and I remember, remember I looked at the guy and go, you have no idea, because there was three different dudes, and they all had different ball hats on from different uh, NCAA basketball teams. Yeah. One guy had an NC State hat on, one guy had a Duke hat on, and one guy had a uh, North Carolina hat on. And I go, imagine if you three guys all cheered for the same college team. And you lost to Georgetown with three guys that came out of the state of North Carolina, and they beat you in the NCAA championship. And the guy looked at me and goes, well, that wouldn't happen because there's not three kids good enough to win in the NCAA. And then the other guy goes, oh, man, the goalie's, like, from Edmonton, and the defenseman's from Edmonton or from Saskatchewan. And, and that Whitney guy's from <laughs> you know, they're, oh, yeah, they're, and they're, oh, that would suck. And I go, you have no idea how much this well, sucks. But that was, you know, and they were down 3-1 in that series. Do you remember where you were in 82 when the Oilers blew that 5 nothing lead against L.A.? Uh, yeah, I was still uh, in grade uh, 82. I would have been in grade 11. So. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I was drinking. I was drinking club beer and watching it on TV, Bob. <laughs> I, I, I was working at the sawmill for Tom Goodchild that night, and oh, yeah. remember the game was out in LA. It was a late game, so I was catching a cab back to the house, and the guy, the driver, was listening to the game, and they, they kept on scoring. The orders were up five nothing when we left, and you know Daryl Evans gets the eventual game winner. I mean that was a that was a pretty stunning result. Spec, what about for the here and now for our listeners in the here and now? So we mentioned. The game in 82, the one in 86, I'm with you. They lost four times in that series. They had 10 minutes left after, you know, the bank Calgary shot. Calgary was a better team, man. Calgary was a bad series. Calgary, Calgary was did. A better team. No doubt. Calgary did. Calgary committed to. Calgary forced the Oilers to get better in the next couple of years, which made yep. 88 even sweeter, right? For If you're an Oilers fan, because Hamilton dominated them in that series. But let me ask you this about 2017. 
is part of the reason why we are where we are with this current edition of the Edmonton Oilers. Because of how it unraveled in Game 5 in Anaheim? I don't know. I think that's overreaching. Like, I don't. It did unravel. I'm not saying it didn't. Uh, that, but to me, that should have been a, uh, a time, uh, you know, it should have been a stark lesson in this, the same way the miracle on Manchester was for those you know, guys back in the 80s. Uh, like, it went bad. You lost a game you should have won. You still got to Game 7. You were still down 2-1 after two periods, if I'm not mistaken, in Game 7. It's not like... No, you're, they were tied. They were tied. They were tied in game seven. So yep. there you are. Like you know, I, I don't. I think if you're trying right. to tell me that two years later that that bad four minutes of hockey still looms over this team, I think that's probably a little dramatic, don't you? All right. They lost Andre Sacra. They've never replaced him. He got hurt in that game. Uh, you yep. know, it was Getzlaff doing what Getzlaff does, no, which is fair hit, fair good hard finish. fair hit, hard hard top play, and he. And he buried Sacra. They've never replaced Sacra. If the Oilers win that game, do they win game? Do they blow out Anaheim in Game Six? Probably not. There's no guarantee that Edmonton and people still say, "Well, the goal shouldn't count." Whatever. Where I'm going with this is, it's the other moves that got made. Like here's an example. I, I've the stat: twenty-two million dollars worth of players, four forwards, okay, that did not score an even-strength goal in that series against Anaheim, and Edmonton lost three-one goal games. So Lucic. Who's got two goals in? Geez, I, I'm, I've lost track. Last well, 46 last year. What are we in this year? We're at 41. Two goals in his last 87 games. Yeah. Okay, he did not score an even strength goal in that series. Nugent Hopkins did not score an even strength goal, but is a really uh, he's an, he's I'd say he's a very good top six forward. Uh, Everly got a career year. Yeah, Everly Everly got traded because well, he didn't score in 13 games in the playoffs, and they bought out Pouliot. Uh, they traded Everly for Strom. Flip Strom for Spooner. Everly's contract's up this year. He's a free agent. They're actually on the hook for another year of Spooner. And, like, you know, it's just, it's like sometimes when you lose, you're frustrated, you're angry, you're looking at guys and saying, well, damn it, we need, you know, we might need some cap space here to sign Dry Settle. You know, we got an opportunity to buy our team down, maybe get a center with Ryan, with, uh, get back Strom. Strom didn't knock it out of the park here, but frankly, I thought he kind of settled into a bit of a role. I'm just asking you. Yeah, okay. Well, what's Spooner? Oh, hey, don't start me. I'm not here to defend those trades, Bob. I get it. Right. Let's go through the four guys. You hung on to Nugent Hopkins. He's having a career year. He's turning into a hell of a player. Good move. You already had Lucci signed for long term. There's nothing you could do about that. Right? Right. That's when it started to unravel. In that playoff series, he didn't score, and he's barely scored since, and and you know you're stuck with that player, but that decision was made long before the series. Uh, you yep. trade you. Let's go to Pouliot, who isn't playing for anybody, who wasn't that great in Buffalo, who is not hurting your team because he's not here. He's if he was a good player, he'd be playing. He's not playing, so big deal. Yeah. Uh, so it's down to Everly. So and, uh, and, and in fairness, you 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 might have needed some financial latitude which justified buying down a spot from four million to one point three three. Yeah, sure. I never, you know me but right. I never thought Pouliot was any was a, a player that I had a lot of value right. in. A good person, a nice guy. I'm not gonna wreck his you know, rip his his character, but your team isn't worse without Benoit Pouliot, period, end of paragraph. Uh, and let's—I can even say, okay, it's a cap system. You got dry saddle coming. You got to sign some guys. 
you have to move. You know, I, I could see where you thought moving Everly was a, a financial move you had to make, but you have to do better. Yes. Yes. You got to do better. Yeah. You, you got to do but, better. But, Dylan Strom, Ryan Strom, wasn't very effective, and then turning him into Spooner is just an absolute mystery. Yeah. Well, and he, you know, I and he is a mystery because he should be a better player than he is. Well, but it you is. Gotta try it, harder. It, it, <laughs> yeah, you got to try. Yeah, it's it just Mark, Mark. Here's the thing: if they had beaten An- 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 Anaheim, and you could say if ends and butts were candy and nuts, but if they had beaten Anaheim, they go in round three. Let's say Everly scores a game winner in OT. Maybe he scores a couple goals. Maybe he was because I think the the support analytics would, and I'd be interested. Maybe somebody could look this up for us. Text us at six thirty six thirty on a Heartland Ford text line. Like as I recall, Everly was a. The, the concern was he was being boxed out a bit during the playoffs. But does a player like that help? Here's here's a question for you. Would you bring him back, Mark, as a free agent next year for the Oilers, knowing the Oilers are light on wingers? Would you yeah, well, bringing Everly? You know what? You need to like to me. Two things on Jordan Everly, okay? And I was hard on Jordan Everly too, and looking back, uh, likely too hard. As an uh, you know, as an impatient fan base we have in Edmonton, rightfully so. I'm an impatient reporter. I covered a lot of teams that didn't do anything. I'm kind of waiting for one who does. So. Jordan Amberley, you know, this team never put him in the playoffs his entire career. He finally gets to his first playoff games, and, and we, you know, the organization and the city and the press go, oh, my God, you didn't score. Get rid of him. Like, I think that might have been a little hasty. I will say that. Uh, you know, it's not his fault. He's playing his first playoff game six years into his career or whatever it was, Bob. Uh, is that yeah. fair? I think that's fair. And. Yep. You know, I'll say this to you, that first of all, I don't know if he would be interested in coming back here. If I was him, I'd be looking around myself. Uh, guys who get traded away in that fashion, they don't usually come back as free agents. In fact, they never do. But does he not define? Like, You need guys to get you to the playoffs. You know, sometimes guys aren't the greatest in the playoffs. And I won't say that about Jordan Everly until he has more experience. But sometimes guys don't produce the playoffs. But you got to get there. Right? And they need goals to get there. They need exactly what Jordan Everly does is ride the right side and fire home 23, 25 goals a year. They need one of those guys. If his name is Jordan Everly, I certainly would have no problem with him. All right. Let's read two texts and we'll get Mark to comment on that. Um, Bob, I explain. Uh, this comes to us from Kevin and Stony Plain. I explain Peter Shirelli as an overcorrector. Team needs to get bigger. Hendricks, Nurse, already on the team, adds Cassie and Maroon, and then continues to overcorrect by adding Lucic. We aren't getting the performance from the forwards. Buy out Pouliot, trade Everly, then overcorrect, uh, move out Hall as well. Well, Hall was moved out before those other two moves. Kevin, a couple more. Uh, our defense is bad and hurts, so adds Petrovich, then overcorrects by uh, trading depth scoring for Manning. Peter yep. is an overcorrector. And we wonder why this team has no balance line to line from Kevin from Stoney. Speck, what do you think of that text? Well, he makes a lot of sense. You know, I think the most recent set of transactions, I thought once you had Petrovich, you, you were probably good. You know, I don't, uh, the only, the thing I would add about Peter is he's not, you know, he's not penny wise, right? He he tends to, to you know, there's another year of Manning at two, is it two and a quarter? That you probably don't need that bad, you know? Uh, it's just, he gets a guy in Spooner that I know the orders are picking some up. He still cost him three point one. He's not. He might be worth one and a half. Zach Cassian's making two. He's probably worth one three. So all of those guys add up to put you in cap jail. I mean, this team's in cap jail, man. 
And you do look around sometimes, Bob, and you say to yourself. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Where did all the money go? It's interesting stuff. It's 1248 more with Stoffer Inspector after this. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. 1251 in Edmonton. Guests and Oilers Now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Now open for lunch Monday through Friday at 1130 a.m. A.M. Roos Chris, it's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Rebecca and the staff Oilers Now sent you. We can tell you, you can join Oilers Now and New West Travel on an Oilers Now roadie to either Nashville or Vegas. These road trips include airfare, accommodation, great game tickets, private suite in Vegas, all your transportation, a welcome reception with yours truly. We have special guests. Sometimes they're really great. And parking at the Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. Limited space to get on these road trips to see Nashville and Las Vegas. For the orders now, road trips. Call the travel experts at New West Travel, 780-432-7446, online at newwesttravel.com. Mark Spector is with us. Staff Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta. Spack, mm-hmm. the other night against Anaheim. Uh, I know you've seen the video. I retweeted a tweet that Terry Evans had put out uh, on an angle of a cross-check campus Lindholm on Connor McDavid. Uh, I'd like to get your perspective. You are the great defender of the officials. Is the non-call there at all defensible, given the fact that the referee's standing right in front of it? Yeah, no, I don't think so. Like, and I'm not even a. I'm not even going to say that this is a Connor McDavid or. I don't believe in necessarily protect your stars. Protect all the players. You know why does why does Connor McDavid deserve to have his well-being protected more than you know Gambardella or somebody? That was a clear uh, you know that that's the dangerous area. Every hockey person knows about it, right? Uh, the difference with Connor, I'm going to say, is he's doing everything at a quicker speed than almost everybody else at most times. So when he gets that shove, he goes face first right into the boards. There's no you know there's absolutely no angle that I could say, Bob, it's a 4 nothing game, you're the best player, you're, you're up 4 nothing. it's late, I'm going to sell this call to try to get a power play, that is just not existent. It was a clear, dangerous push, should have been a penalty. I mean, it's a two-minute penalty, it's not a 10, but certainly looking at it and deciding that it's an okay play, that's a, that's a bad look for the NHL. Okay. I do think they should protect the stars a bit. You know I feel that way. We're in the entertainment business. You don't buy movie tickets to see the stiff get blown away in the first 45 seconds. You buy the tickets to the movie to see whichever action star is in it, right? That's kind of how it works. Um, And I think that that's one thing that the U.S. has on us. 
They protect the stars in their sports. They protect quarterbacks in the NFL. They, yeah, we they protect, protect goalies. Uh, we protect goalies yeah, the way okay. they protect quarterbacks. And maybe, and you know what? Maybe the goaltenders ultimately are the ones that define who wins and loses. So that's fair. Uh, yeah, it's just it's so. And I do agree with the sentiment out there. It's that play that they've got to find a way to do a better job legislating. Agreed. Yeah, you know, the, you just can't give that. Like, first of all, it's a cross check, so he's he's doing it in an illegal fashion. There are there are no supposedly legal cross checks. It's not like it was a shoulder check. Uh, and then to send a player into the boards that way. I mean, I just think you have to give out a penalty uh, so that the guy thinks twice next time. And, and the other thing, Bob, I think here's what I think is going on. I don't think I know Oilers fan out there saying Connor McDavid gets no love from the referees, and I get how you see that. What I think is going on is this. There's no question that nobody draws more legitimate penalties in the league than him because he's the fastest guy. He burns the most defensemen. He leaves the most out-of-position guys in his wake that are in trouble that are going to get scored on. Nobody else does that more than Connor. So he draws a call in the first period, and then he does it again in the second. He does it again in the third. I think officials can't keep saying to themselves, well, I can't call two or three on Connor McDavid tonight. Like He can't have every call. I think that's what's going on. I think they're giving them one here and one there, but they're afraid that they're going to get, in the opinion of the opposition, they're going to get, um, how would I say, played by Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid's not drawn. He, he's not a diver, right? He has no history of diving. There aren't embellish, embellishment calls. He's just legally the right way drawn penalties, and I think refs have to get their head around that some nights he may draw three or four. Well, and contrast that with Kachuk, who is as good at gamesmanship as there is in a league, and he can sell a call. Spec, final question, because we've got uh, two minutes left here to discuss this. Absolutely bizarre weekend for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, team uh, stink bomb laid in Los Angeles. Now, I will say that I thought that McDavid and Drysaddle, I mean, that matchup against the Kopitar Downey unit with quick and goal, that is a top five-man unit when you don't have last change. But the Oilers got, I mean, they stunk in L.A. And then they respond back, and obviously goaltending plays a factor. Talbot good early. Crazy turnaround. That hot, I guess that's an illustration that happens in sport, doesn't it? Well, it does, and you know when you're the Oilers, you have to say that that okay, you had they had an awful game, uh, but you can bounce back and you can play as well as they played at Anaheim. I know Anaheim's lost a bunch in a row, so the shoe's on the other foot a bit. But you know, there you got to look at that game and say if we play that game, if we come with four lines, if we get proper goaltending, they can walk in and win on the road, second of a back to back. Like there's, we've watched this all year, Bob. No one's saying there's no team there. I'm not saying that. There's somewhat of a team there. I'm not calling them a cup winner, but this team can make the playoffs. It's a consistency of performance that's getting them here. They have too many of the nights like L.A. uh, and not enough of the nights like Anaheim. Mark, great stuff. Thank you for your time. Uh, we'll uh, maybe do something later in the week, and then obviously if the order's back in town uh, throughout the January here, we'll, uh, we'll have you in the studio. All right, Bob, thanks for having me.
Good. It's 1257 in Edmonton. You can text us at 630-630. Uh, Ryan has texted the show out of Calgary. Bob, a little off topic, but Johnny Goodrow is by far the best player in the league this year, and his passing is very similar to Gretzky. He is slowly creeping ahead of McDavid and is by far a more overall better player. Underrated. Thanks from Ryan. Ryan, Calgary's got a really good team. Uh, Goodrow's played two more games than McDavid. He's got one more point. Um, actually, I think he's played three more than McDavid, but the Flames have only played two more than the Oilers. We'll see if it sustains itself, but Calgary's good. The guy that's underrated in Calgary is Giordano for me. And Bob and Mark, uh, FYI, uh, um, this comes in just saying, you know, that's great, Mark. I understand your point. Uh, but the Oilers only got one power play against Anaheim, didn't they? Yeah, they did, because the refs managed the game instead of officiated the game. 12.58 in Edmonton. Keep texting us. We'll work them in on the show. We've got Brett Hedekin and Drew Remend in the second hour. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Cassandra Jodoin. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.